ಸಹನೋಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀರಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಹೈ So, uh, as human beings, we are privileged with lots of gifts, lots of opportunities, lots of possibilities. And that is the purpose of human life, is to grow. Now, what is meant by growth, we will talk about. In whichever way you think you want to grow, you want to grow as a businessman, as a sportsman, as a, star, as a film star, as, a, as mother, as father, as a loving person, as a giving person, as a social servant. Different people have different kinds of objectives in their life. And it's a good idea to have some objective in life. Something, some objective that can inspire us. And an inspiring goal if we have in our life, the inspiration always gives us motivation to do better and better and invoke our energies. Whatever potential we have been given, each one is unique and we may not be as good as somebody else, we may not be as strong as somebody else, doesn't matter. We are what we are, remember that each one of us is a unique person. We have a unique place in the scheme of things. Just as an ant is unique and its unique place in the scheme of things. An elephant has its own unique place. A cow, a buffalo, a tiger. So it's a human being and each one of us, each one of us has a unique place in the scheme of things. And therefore each one is important. That's the reason why comparison we need not make. If you want to compete, you can compete with yourself as to how you improved. So comparing as Anand said correctly, that comparing with others creates complexes. Learning from others, yes. Get inspiration from others, yes. Learning from others, yes. But judging ourselves based on others is not right. Because each one has its own, his own or her own place. Each one of us is unique. And therefore, we do not have to be like someone else. We do not have to become somebody else. We can become the best. That potential is given to us. So you can be a best housewife, a best friend, a best mother, a best father, a good businessman, a good sportsman, whatever. In various fields you can explore, 
your potential. But all of this is meant not to create a pride or ego. It is to recognize that since I have been given a lot of gift and opportunities, it becomes my duty to explore and grow into those opportunities, whatever we are given. Somebody has good memory, somebody has good skills in hand, somebody has good writing, somebody has good uh, talking, thinking, expressing, music, whatever. We don't have to be great musicians, whatever potential we have. The idea is to enjoy ourselves, you know. The whole idea is, if we start comparing ourselves and the purpose is to become somebody else, we can never become. Because if I'm going to judge myself because I'm as good as someone else, that may give me satisfaction for some time and tomorrow you find someone else. When you say, oh, you must be like that. So, as I said, we can learn from others, get inspiration from others, but be our own selves and how I can enjoy myself. You can enjoy yourself. Basically, if you are able to contribute something, we'll talk about that. It's called self-growth growing our own self and this is what we started last time that growth is at two levels one is the growth at the level of the personality at the level of the worldly things like growing into wealth growing into name growing into fame growing into power that's one kind of growth and that is what people always address. That's all that the people know in terms of growth. That I want to be wealthier than what I am, I want to be more powerful than what I am, stronger than what I am. Nothing wrong in it. But we must know that there is another level of growth also. That's called emotional growth. Emotional growth or emotional maturity. Let me point out one thing to you. That purpose of becoming a successful person, purpose of becoming a successful businessman, a successful mother, successful housewife, successful father, successful son, successful athlete, successful whatever, artist. You must remember that purpose behind all of that ultimately is to be happy. Nobody wants to be wealthy for the sake of wealth. We, he wants to be wealthy because he expects that he'll be happy as a result of being wealthy. Understand? 
Nobody wants power for the sake of power. A person wants to be powerful because a person thinks that he or she will be happier than what he is. There is a very famous statement in the Upanishad. It says, and remember this statement, in our life, nothing is dear for its own sake. The statement from very famous sage whose name was Yagnivalkya, the complicated Yagnivalkya. And he imparts teaching to his own wife. The name of his wife is Maitreyi. So it's a very interesting uh, episode, anecdote there. Once upon a time, Yagnyalka said to Maitreyi, Hey Maitreyi, I've decided to renounce, become a renunciate. I'll be a wandering monk, go to forest and live a life of meditation and contemplation. Meaning I want to leave home. So question may arise in mind of Maitri, what about me? What who will take care of me? She didn't ask this. But Yajnavalkya said, don't worry. I will have made enough provision so that you have nothing to worry about. Now Maitri asked a very interesting question. Sir, if you give me the wealth of the whole earth, if you give me the whole earth filled with all the riches, if you give me, will I become immortal? Will I become happy? You are leaving some wealth for me. Even if you left all the wealth of the earth, will that make me happy? Yagna says, my dear, no. With wealth, you can live a comfortable life. Wealth and other things can give you comfort, but not happiness. Then Maitri says, what is the use of that wealth if it doesn't make me happy? Looking at her husband, Yagnavalkya, Maitri says, you look very happy. I know you are walking away very happily. So please tell me the secret of what makes you happy. How can I become happy? So thus, this is a statement from a text Upanishad. Upanishad of Vedanta points out that happiness is what we are seeking. To be happy is the purpose of what all we are doing. This is sometimes not understood. People want wealth because they think that wealth will just make them happy. Power will make them happy. Name will make them happy. Fame will make them happy. Success will make them happy. But by itself, they cannot make me happy. For being happy, understand two entities are required. One is something given to me which I can enjoy, wealth, name, fame, power, good food, music, 
what else? All what we call objects of enjoyment. Let me ask you a question. Can you necessarily be happy if even if good food is given to you? Is there a guarantee that you will enjoy the food? Suppose good food is given to you, your choicest food, your mom has made, mother has made, your friends have invited you to party and is there a guarantee that just because the food is good that you will enjoy it? Has it happened to you sometimes? That you are going with friends to a favorite movie and looking forward to watching the movie. And on the way there is some argument, a heated argument. And your friend says something to you and you say something to him or her and you are upset. With an upset mind if you go to a movie, would you be able to enjoy that movie? Sometimes you are invited to a party. Now when you are invited, you know on a dining table there are places and the host to the hostess assigns a place on the dining table depending upon their importance. You know that the head of the table, center of the table, some people are asked to sit there. Suppose your friend is asked to sit at a more important place than you, you feel that you are ignored, you feel that you are, then you feel hurt. With a feeling of hurt, would you be able to enjoy that meal? There are many occasions when what we normally enjoy is presented before us, but we are not in the mood to enjoy. Does it happen? I am not in the mood. Mother says, Beta. I made something special for you. Ma, I'm not, I'm not, I don't read. Why I'm not in mood. I'm not feeling well. So have you heard this word mood? We're all moody people. Who is a moody person? Whose mood can easily change. Whose mood can take over that person. And we are all. So if you observe your experiences in the past, you'll find that on many occasions, even though something enjoyable was there before you, you are not necessarily able to enjoy because your mind was not available to enjoy. You follow what I'm saying? Does it make sense to you? Has it been your experience that sometimes even though you normally enjoy a given thing, there are times that you are not able to? Has it ever happened to you? That you are upset 
you are hurt, there is anxiety. I remember in our times when I was a student, at 11 o'clock we have the, you know, the exam paper, at 10 o'clock I sit home, mother is, has served food to me and mother knows that today my son's examination is there, so she makes the best food so that I would be, you know, in good mood. Unfortunately, the exam is giving me something in my stomach, you know. That anxiety about examination is doing something in my stomach and that food I cannot enjoy. Because I am anxious, I am worried. Sometimes anxiety is there, worries are there, hurt is there. Guilt, if I did something wrong, guilt is there. Disappointment is there. Frustration is there. Things happen to us. When our mind is overtaken by frustration, by disappointment, by anxiety, by worry, by fear, At that time, you are not happy and you are not able to enjoy. Even what is normally enjoyable thing, you are not able to enjoy. Does it? Have you ever gone through anything like this? Have you noticed? There are many occasions you were not able to enjoy even normally enjoyable thing like food, like music, like movie, like a TV show, like the company of a friend, like uh, even you go to Dubai, you go to places like that and sometimes, uh, yes, mind is turned off. Does it happen? Maybe it doesn't happen to you. I guess it used to happen to me anyway. So, I want you to think and I want you to understand that in any experience there are two entities involved. One is what I am experiencing, the object of experience it may be food, it may be movie, it may be anything, it could be company, promotion. <laughs> this is, you know, my, this is a story about my friend. He says, hey, so and so, I'm happy I am promoted today. But next day he learned that a member of his own team had been given double promotion, you follow? Immediately, you know, he was upset. He went to his boss. Sir, how come I'm working hard? I perform well. How come he got two raises and I got only one? Boss says, well, that's why he's better than you. I'm good. I'm better than him. His boss did not budge. He says, 
my friend, if you do not give me two raises, I'll leave this job. That's your choice. He left the job. Like a child, you know, when we are ch children. Two brothers are there. Mother gives me a candy. And mother gives two candies to my elder brother. So I tell, mom, give me second candy. There's no better. You're suffering from cold. Candy is no good for you. Why did you give him two? No, because he doesn't have any problem. So he can digest it. I want two. Now I throw away the candy. I don't want it. Thus, we react. And the candy I love. But I could not enjoy that candy. Because I was hurt. I thought that mother was not fair. She was unfair. I was not treated in a fair manner. Whatever my judgment was. I loved the job. I even got raise. But since my colleague got two raises, I don't want that. See, this is how, this is called the emotional being. So, we have to understand our personality. That yes, I am an intelligent person. I have developed many capacities and you will develop, you should develop the capacities. So that you can be good in your field, whatever field you have chosen. And usually, we think that that's all we need to do in life. Become a better engineer, a better doctor, a better lawyer, a better businessman, a better executive, a better manager, etc. So we spend a lot of time and energy, and we should, in improving our professional qualities, our intellectual qualities, our abilities to perform. We spend a lot of time and energy and we should do that. But we think that that's all I need to do. So this is where Vedanta comes in, Bhagavad Gita comes in. That not only you should develop and become a better engineer, a better doctor, a better professional, a better mother, a better father, and better whatever you are. And you should strive always to become better. Life should become a constant learning process, constant growing process. There is no end to what you have to achieve. Rupanijat says that something is not dear to you because of its own self. Understand that you do not love wealth for the sake of wealth. You love wealth for the sake of happiness. You do not love even your spouse for the sake of the spouse. It is for the sake of happiness that you love. Your best friend says you love your best friend not for the sake of best friend. For the sake of yourself. We basically do everything for our own self. I love my friend because friend makes me happy. 
I love my mother, father, my job, wealth, whatever, because those things make me happy. If on the other hand, what makes me happy today fails to give me happiness tomorrow. Our Swamiji used to say in joke, these two persons is man and woman. They said, I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. After a few years, I love you, I love you, I love you. What happened? There was a time when this was the most important person in my life. I loved that person. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> in course of five years, I don't know what happened. I cannot stand. You have to create space. I cannot stand that person. Person is the same. Maybe not the same, but anyway, what I'm saying is, what has changed? My mind has changed. My likes and dislikes have changed. My demands have changed. I find that that person is no more a source of happiness for me. So remember this. This may sound very selfish, but we are selfish people. We do whatever we do for our own sake. I like a person because that person makes me happy. The person makes me comfortable with myself. Some tells me good, you know, some likes me, praises me, tells me good words, makes me feel good. I like that person. There are some on the other hand who make me uncomfortable with myself. Now, I am a Swami. I travel to places and sometimes I come across old school friends, you know. Swamiji, did you recognize me? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, so and so. Then there are two, three other people also standing there and were talking. That fellow then says, Swami, do you remember? Did you fail in the third grade? No, that is one thing that I never want to remember. They think that I am a bright student. They don't know my whole history. But in the third grade, I failed the test. I had to be, you know, promoted. Anyway, my father used to influence and I was promoted. But it is something that is very embarrassing to me that I failed. Something that I do not want to remember. I do not want to confront that failed person, failed I, you follow? What makes me uncomfortable? Why I want to avoid this talk about my failure? Why do I want to avoid anything that makes me feel uncomfortable? Uncomfortable. Because I want to be comfortable with myself. And whoever makes me comfortable with myself, I like. What I like is a comfortable self, you follow? 
What I like is a comfortable self. If you tell me a good word, Swamiji, how nice you are, how nicely you talk, how nice you look, then I feel good because you make me comfortable with myself. You make me feel that I am something. I am good. I am something. So understand this. As human beings, we have a need. What is the need? Need to be comfortable with myself. Need to be happy with myself. Need to be pleased with myself. Need to be accepting of myself. Need to be satisfied with myself. Need to approve myself. Understand? If you observe, we are constantly seeking approval. As we are growing in a home, seeking approval of father, mother, elderly people, we want to please them. When I get good grades, my father is happy, then I am happy. If my father is not happy with my grades, then I am not happy. Because his approval is important to me. There are people in our life, what are important people, significant people, whose approval or acceptance is important to me. You may not be concerned about everybody, but your uncle, your father, your teacher, your eldest brother, sister, people whom, for whom you respect, you, you want their acceptance, you want their approval. And therefore, very often we work so hard, bend over backwards to please these people. You will observe this that very often we are trying to please others. Why? So that we become acceptable to them. So that we are approved by them. So that they accept me. They make me comfortable. I'm drawing, I'm pointing out all of these things for you to think, you understand? How we are, this is emotional being that I am. And this is the part that is usually overlooked. In the schools and colleges and everywhere else, the intellectual self that I am is addressed. The professional self I am addressed as an engineer, doctor, business student, whatever. But the emotional person that I am, is very rarely addressed. And it is a very important aspect of my life. Perhaps it is the most important aspect. Professional achievement is important. Career achievement is important. Or any other achievement that I think I want that is important. You're a good teacher, you're a good mother. Good father, good engineer, good businessman, 
alright and they te teach you how to become this but then it is important that I should also become a person who is comfortable with myself happy with myself if that is not so if I am not happy with myself if I am not comfortable with myself, then anything that I get usually fails to appeal to me, fails to make me happy. If you remember, I, I pointed out the best movie also cannot make me happy if I am not happy, if I am upset. The best of the things also can, by, by themselves, they don't have capacity to make me happy. Understand this. By themselves, things in the world, it may be wealth, name, fame, power, company, and whatever it is, which are considered to be all source of happiness. By themselves, they cannot make me happy. Otherwise, you just become wealthy and then you'll be happy. But do you think that a person who is wealthy is necessarily a happy person? You think so? A successful person, like a political leader who won election, like a businessman who won a contract, like a, a, an athlete who won a, a championship race, These are people of accomplishment. Do you think that these worldly accomplishments necessarily make a person happy? Think about it. Have you heard of many film stars, many artists, even many businessmen, sometimes even committing suicide? Do you know that? Because even though they have what all a human being wants, those things have not made him happy, comfortable with himself or herself. And so, I want to point out to you the other dimension of success in life. We understand success or the world major success by worldly achievements, which is fine, nothing wrong in it. You may as well have, we certainly have them. But in themselves, they are not enough. Along with them, we need something else. What do we need? We need our mind. What kind of mind? A mind that has the capacity to enjoy. Thus, for enjoying something, you require the object of enjoyment like movie, like music, like food, etc. At the same time, you also need a mind which has the capacity to enjoy. So, this is the emotional person that you are. And this is what we want to address. 
दिस इज वेरी फील हैप्पी हैप्पी एंड हैप्पी सक्सेसफुल फेलियर गुड बैड ऑल ऑफ दीज आर द फीलिंग्स ऑफ द इमोशनल पर्सन दैट यू आर द इंटेलेक्चुअल पर्सन दैट यू आर ब्रिंग्स ऑल एकाम्प्लिशमेंट्स द इमोशनल पर्सन दैट यू आर has to then enjoy those accomplishments the emotional person is not available then those accomplishments do not necessarily make you happy so what is the basic purpose of life very simple thing the basic purpose of life is to be happy you talk to a swami you think there will be god in there what's the basic purpose i have to meet god etc let us make it very simple the purpose of life is to be happy and whatever we do we go to school graduate post graduate professional you're a professional person business person whatever you are all of these ultimately are done for becoming happy the goal or the purpose behind anything that we do every moment you are sitting in front of me right now also for that purpose is that you hope that in some way this will help you to be a happier person <clears throat> you may not have thought about it but this is the fundamental reality that what we are seeking every moment is to be a happy person all the things are done for the sake of happiness for happiness you require two things the object of happiness and the mind with which you enjoy happiness in fact you can be happy if you have happy mind you can be happy without anything it's not necessary that you must have a movie or music or food or or why or whatever not necessary you can be simply be happy by yourself happiness means the ability to enjoy myself if i enjoy myself or to the extent that i enjoy myself to the extent my dependence on other things automatically goes down therefore if we pay attention to that emotional faculty of our mind and create a mind which progressively enjoys itself you become independent of other sources of happiness 
You may have experienced many times. Taking morning walk, you see the sunrise and you are so happy. Similar evening, oh full moon, Swami, look at that, the full moon is riding, rising, it is this pinkish color, bright, beautiful. You walk in a garden and see a beautiful flower. A bird is flying. Don't you feel, don't become happy momentarily? Sometimes remember one line of poetry that you learned in the school. Some nice statement from somebody. Just a little letter from a friend. A phone call from somebody. Even simple things also can make us happy. You follow? It is not there for being happy. We require very complicated things. A person can be happy even on a sidewalk and footpath also. Is it possible? A person dwelling on the footpaths. Does he have to be necessarily a miserable person? Not necessary. I'm not saying that they're happy or anything. All I'm saying is possible. You can be happy in spite of not having much around you. When we were in school, there was a story of a poor and unhappy person in a village. He went to a Swami. He said, Swamiji, please give me something. I am very unhappy. I want to be happy. Please show me the way. So Swamiji told him a simple thing. You get the shirt of a happy person. You put on the shirt of a happy person. Oh, that's very simple. So this unhappy man went to a rich man in the, in the, in the town. Sir, can you give me your shirt? Are you surprised? Why are you asking for making such a strange request? You want my shirt? For what? I want your shirt. For what? Because so and so told me that I'll become happy if I put on the shirt of a happy person. That wealthy man said, I can give you my shirt. But I'm sorry. It is not this, it is a shirt of a wealthy person, not a shirt of a happy person. Why? Oh, you don't know what anxieties I have. I've invested. I mean, you know, a lot of business overseas is going on. The ships are coming, bearing so much goods. And I'm always worried about things, you know. And so, no, I'm not happy. He visited somebody else, a, a very learned person. Maybe he should be happy. Yes, I'm learned all right. I'm a scholarly person and I can do things. But still, I have a problem with my family, my children. One after the other, he went to various people, including poor people. He said, maybe rich people are not happy, let me go to a poor person. He had different kinds of problems. He could not find any person who himself said, I'm happy. People thought that he's a happy person. When he went and asked them, 
that all I want is a very simple thing, the shirt of happy person. Each one reveals that I am not happy. Understand? Even though others thought that they were happy, when you ask that person, I don't think I'm happy. What I'm saying is that a person knows if he or she is happy or not. Even if others say that he is a successful person, I should tell myself that I am a successful person, then I am. My mind should tell me that I am a happy person, then I am a happy person. This poor man, unhappy man, could not find a single person in a town. Each man admitted in privacy. I am not happy because of this problem of business, because of this relationship, because of this and so forth. He was frustrated. Then somebody told him, you want this sort of happy person? I'll suggest to you. Go outside the boundaries of the town, in the forest area. There is a hut in which a happy person is living. Go and ask for his shirt. So very, very enthused. He went to the forest and found out a hut. The doors were closed. From inside, the, the sound of laughter was coming. You could see, oh, here is a happy person for sure. He knocked the door. He says, who is that? He said, I'm here. Who are you? I'm so and so. What can I do for you? Sir, I just have a simple request of you. What is it? I want your shirt. Why? I am in search of the shirt of a happy person. I, you are, I see that, I hear that you are a happy person. Please give me your shirt. He laughed. That man laughed. Opened the door. He did not have a shirt on his body. So, this is how uh, things are. It is not things that make us happy necessarily. They help you, no doubt about that. But when Maitreyi, I was telling you that story of Yajnavalka and Maitreyi. When Maitreyi asked Yajnavalka that all the wealth that you are leaving to me, will it make me happy? Yajnavalya said, it can, make, it can give you comfort but not happiness. Why? Because happiness is within yourself. You have to discover that from yourself. And so this is a big secret. The Vedanta teaches us a very important secret about our life. First, all that we want in our life is one simple thing, we want to be happy. And second thing is, happiness that we are seeking is in our own self, in our own mind. And that becomes evident. We love happiness. So you love a happy self, a comfortable self. And in the world, we love those things which make us comfortable with ourselves. 
you love company of those people who makes feel comfortable in ourselves. We love those things like music, etc., which make us comfortable with ourselves. We love other things like home, etc., and, and whatever, which make us feel comfortable with ourselves. So behind everything, what we are seeking is a comfortable self, a pleased self, a happy self. All the endeavors in life are for one simple goal, and that is for being a happy self, a pleased self, a comfortable self. And that is what Vedanta Bhagavad Gita teaches us, how to be happy, meaning how to discover that comfortable self. So this is a very important teaching of Vedanta, very important teaching of Bhagavad Gita because then our life gains a different perspective. The purpose behind what all we are doing, that purpose changes when you understand this or nothing changes basically in terms of what you are doing, nothing need to change in terms of what you are achieving or what you are seeking, but what needs to change is understanding that through all of that I am really seeking to be a pleased self and how to do that is what we will discuss next time. How to become a pleased self, how to become a comfortable self so that we can enjoy ourselves. The extent to which I can enjoy myself, to that extent I can enjoy other things. If I enjoy myself the most, I enjoy everything the most and a time can come, you can be happy without any means of enjoyment because you are happy by yourself. That's the goal. And uh, so this insight that we want to give you, very basic and important insight about the life. Think about it and next year, next time we will continue the discussion. So Samvit, you are going to summarize next time. Yes, Swamiji. Okay, very good. All right. Any questions on what I, I said? Yes. Yeah. Yes, Swamiji, one question. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, at the time we started our session, we were talking about the comparison, like we shouldn't do the comparison and things. Ki, uh, and my, like my question is, what to do because the world is all about comparison, the race and the tussle between each other, like people are racing for each other, against each other. And... Uh, and like uh, we talked about ki, uh, we have to be self-motivated and focused, ki we have to compete with ourselves. But the whole world is, whole world like talking about each and everything, a job, business, everything, we compete with others, not with ourselves. So how to deal with that uh, stress and anxiety? All right. Uh, I did not say we should not compare with others. I said, by comparing, we should not create any complexes in us. Comparison can create a complex, I am something or I am nothing. 
So, that is what you should stay away from. Comparison will automatically happen that that is our nature. And I also said that after comparing, use that comparison to ask yourself, what can I learn from this person who is better than me? What is it that that person has which makes him or her what they are? And what can I do with myself to improve? So, when I say compete with yourself means then comparison to that person I am what I am. Now, can I be, I don't want to be that person but I want to be better than what I am today. In that sense, competing with oneself means always endeavoring to improve, always endeavoring to uh, become more effective. Next time we will talk about a more important aspect of ourselves, but from what you are asking is all we can do is to be ourselves, we cannot be somebody else. I cannot do what somebody else does and we should not kill ourselves by constantly striving to become somebody else. We are driving ourselves, not necessary. You are right that the world compares always, but world will compare and we respect the world. But we know that one person cannot become someone else. You can become better than what you are today. Tomorrow you can become better than what you were yesterday. You cannot become someone else. So, that when I say compete with yourself is that I should be striving always to improve myself. In whatever capacities I have, whatever talents I have, what abilities I have, I explore them. But after all, A mouse is a mouse, a rat is a rat, a rabbit is a rabbit, a deer is a deer. If a rabbit compares itself to deer, it can never become deer, isn't it? So, you know this famous story of a, uh, a frog in the well? This is well and there are there is a mother frog and there is a little child frog. Mother frog always told the child, I am the queen of the whole universe. Nobody like me. This is our world. So, the well is the world. That's what little thing thought. Once in monsoon, there were floods. The well got flooded. The little child frog jumped out. And so, the whole universe was, wow. He really came back to well and went to the mother, mom. This is not the world. I saw a huge vast world. So what? And you know something? I saw a huge creature. That fellow had seen a buffalo in the water. A huge one. Much bigger than me. Yes, ma'am, much bigger than you. Nobody can be bigger than me. She started, you know. She filled air in the stomach and started bloating. Bigger than this? Bigger than this? Ultimately, her stomach burst out. Because a frog cannot become a buffalo. A frog is a frog. 
And they say, each one has its own, his or her own place. Let us respect that. We'll talk about it. Let us respect ourselves for what we are. See what our contribution is. And we don't have to judge ourselves by the world's judgment. We judge ourselves by Ishwara who has created me. What he has given me. What is my place. What I can do. What I can contribute. We'll come to that. But I said, you can never satisfy the world. You do something, they will always expect more. Because they want to drive you. They want to extract the most out of you. That's what it is. It's a machine. They invoke the greed in you, get the most out of you and then throw you out. This is the world. So understand that game. Do what you can without killing yourself, without destroying yourself in the process. <clears throat> Yes. Any any other question? So we'll see you next Sunday. Okay. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vasheshade Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Namaha Hari Om Namaste